doctor for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. President Biden reportedly nixed the deal to send MiG-29 fighter jets to war-torn Ukraine due to fears of escalating tensions with Russia. Admissions from the Kremlin that the weight of sanctions is having a devastating toll on Russia's economy. Empire actor Jussie Smollett will serve prison time for concocting a fake racist attack to try and bolster his career. A new poll finds ex-New York Governor Cuomo trailing New York's current governor by only four percentage points if Cuomo were to seek the party's Democratic nod. America's summer pastime is back. Major League Baseball and the Players Union have reached agreement on a new contract. Here's your top five at five. President Biden killed the Polish plan to transfer MiG-29 jets to war-torn Ukraine. The decision, despite desperate pleas from Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky and pressure from lawmakers at home. Biden feels it would have escalated tensions with Russia as the war on Ukraine is in its third week. Utah Senator Mitt Romney commented on the situation. They say they need megs. People say, well, maybe that's not the ideal weapon for them. That's what they say they want. They're there. They have the eyes to determine what they want. They want MiGs. Get them the MiGs. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby said Pentagon officials feel the warplanes would not improve Ukraine's defense posture. The U.S. also feels it would escalate the prospects of drawing NATO members, including the United States and Poland, into the war. Well, the Kremlin admits Russia's economy is in a state of shock. It's all due to heavy sanctions imposed by the United States and its allies because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The Russian government says efforts are being made to minimize the impacts of their economy. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said Russia is dealing with the economic problems they are facing. I assure you. We will cope, we will absolutely cope, and we'll do everything not to depend on the West in any way, ever, in the areas of our life which are essential for our people. Russian President Vladimir Putin has said that economic sanctions on Russia are akin to a declaration of war. Sentencing for Empire actor Jussie Smollett. A Chicago judge, James Lynn Thursday, ordered Smollett to five months behind bars for concocting a scheme to fake a hate crime in an effort to bolster his career. The actor screamed out in protest, I'm innocent. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this and I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that. Smollett was found guilty of five counts of felony disorderly conduct following his eight-day trial late last year. The judge sentenced Smollett to 30 months probation. He must also pay $120,000 to the city of Chicago and a $25,000 fine. 
Lynn called the actor a disgrace and said his performance during his trial, during which he testified on his own behalf, was pure perjury. If ex-Governor Andrew Cuomo were to challenge New York Governor Kathy Hochul in New York's Democratic primary, new poll finds him trailing her by just four percentage points. The poll done by The Hill and Emerson College finds Governor Hochul with 37 percent support compared to Cuomo's 33 percent. Cuomo resigned last August after a state attorney general report found he allegedly sexually harassed 11 women. He has not announced any future political endeavors. Here's Cuomo at an appearance at a Brooklyn church earlier this month. So I am blessed, my friends. I have many options in life, and I'm open to all of them. But on the question if I am at peace, no, I am not at peace. But by the way, I don't want to be at peace either. Without Cuomo in the mix, Governor Hochul leads all other gubernatorial hopefuls by 42 percent. Her closest challenger, Jamani Williams, with just 10 percent support. The poll also cited an increased distrust of the state attorney general's sexual harassment findings against Cuomo. Play ball. They've got a new deal. Major League Baseball team owners and the players union have agreed to a new labor contract. They did so on Thursday. The agreement ends a lockout that started December 2nd. Opening day is now set for April 7th. One week later than initially planned, games will be made up. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred praised the new deal. I think the new agreement opens an opportunity that we can work with the players to make sure that we make good rule changes that works for our fans, works for our players. Games will be made up by extending the regular season by a few days and by scheduling nine-inning doubleheaders rather than the seven-inning variety used in 2020 and 2021 as part of pandemic protocols. Spring training camps are expected to open across Florida and Arizona this weekend with exhibitions starting next week. 77 WABC Time Check 507. Let's head over for Traffic and Transit with Joe Nolan. Morning, Joe. Hey, good morning, Deb. Happy Friday. And as you head out there this morning, we've got a few things for you to worry about. First of all, Jersey Turnpike northbound. The western spur this morning is where they're doing the overnight maintenance. So that is shut down. Everybody being diverted over to the eastern spur. On the island of Problem Southbound on the Seafood Oyster Bay, right by the LIE, a crash there. That's being cleared. Now, if you're on Route 9 down the Jersey Shore, as you start to head up towards the area of Jake Brown Road, pretty bad accident there. The left lane's going to be out, but there's a really bad accident on Route 33. All lanes are closed from Yellow Brook Road to Route 34. And again, this is with an accident with an overturned vehicle. Apparently, serious injuries involved with this, an accident investigation. So this one's going to be with us for a while down there in Howell Township. Now, New Jersey Transit Trains, same old story again. They really got hammered on Monday with that storm on the Morrison-Essex line. Limited service on the M&A between South Orange and New York Hoboken. That's it. The Gladstone branch is still suspended. Cross-honoring on the Raritan Valley Line, the montclair Booton, Jersey Transit buses, private carriers. They've added service on the montclair Booton line. And unrelated to all of that, 20-minute delays still on the North Jersey coastline. Again, that ongoing track work. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Joe. Your mm-hmm. forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny skies today. Our highs 52. 
Overnight, the lows 43 with mostly cloudy skies. Look for rain. And tomorrow, that rain will change over to a rain-snow mix by late afternoon, with temperatures falling from a high of 49 Saturday to 36. Windy with gusts to 38 miles per hour, less than half an inch of precipitation right now. 40 degrees in Manhattan. 77 WABC time check coming up on 509. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC early news. Well, President Biden in a statement yesterday said Americans are feeling the pinch of price hikes caused by Russian President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. The U.S. Labor Department reported inflation rose 0.8 percent in February. Year over year, it's up 7.9 percent over 12 months. That's the highest rate since 1982. Increasing prices for gasoline, housing and food drove February's spike. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen told CNBC this may not be the last we'll see of the struggle. I don't want to make a prediction uh, exactly as to what's going to happen in the second half of the year. You know, we're likely to see another year in which 12-month inflation numbers remain very uncomfortably high. Although the effect of the U.S. ban on Russian oil is not factored into February's inflation figures, the president has blamed the ban on Russian oil and the war on Ukraine for escalating prices. U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris was slammed Thursday for breaking into inappropriate laughter after she was accused at, rather, I asked, rather, if the U.S. will accept Ukrainian refugees. It happened during an exchange with Poland's President Andrzej Duda in Warsaw. A reporter asked the two leaders about the U.S. accepting Ukrainian refugees. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> okay, I, I, I the exchange led Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky's former press secretary to say it would be a tragedy if Harris ever becomes president. Many other critics also hammered Harris on Twitter, saying the topic was no laughing matter. In a rare break with former President Donald Trump, Republican House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy of California is criticizing Russian President Vladimir Putin. McCarthy said he doesn't think Putin's moves leading up to the invasion of Ukraine were savvy or genius. I do not think anything savvy or genius about Putin. I think Putin is evil. I think he's a dictator. I think he's murdering people right now. Trump last month called Putin's strategy in Ukraine very savvy after the Russian president declared he would recognize two separatist regions in eastern Ukraine as independent just days before his troops began their invasion. Trump has since changed his tone. Last week, Trump called the Russian invasion of Ukraine a holocaust. Russia's bombing of multiple hospitals in Ukraine has caused worldwide condemnation. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky Wednesday night called Russia's attacks on hospitals a war crime. He also shamed Western nations for not doing more to help Ukraine. The bombing of a maternity children's hospital in the southern city of Maripol killed three people and injured 17. The city is encircled by Russian forces. 
Well, despite ongoing attacks by Russia, Ukrainian President Zelensky also said 35,000 Ukrainians were evacuated through three humanitarian corridors. Today we will do everything to continue the functioning of humanitarian corridors. But if there is at least one shot fired, full responsibility lies with the invaders. UNICEF says an estimated 2.3 million people have fled Ukraine, including 1 million children. Most refugees have fled to neighboring countries of Poland, Hungary, Slovakia, Moldova and Romania. The Office of the U.N. High Commissioner for Human Rights estimates 71 children have died and 100 have been injured due to Russia's war on Ukraine. Russia's President Vladimir Putin is said to be furious with his military and intelligence officials. That as the war in Ukraine enters its third week. The head of Ukraine's Security Council, Oleski Danilov, says Putin fired eight Russian generals because of heavy losses for Russian forces on the battlefield. Putin is also enraged with leaders of his FSB security service for telling him Ukraine was weak and would surrender easily if attacked. The war on Ukraine has entered its third week. Well, South Korea has elected a new president. The election of incoming President Yoon Suk-yeol may significantly change the key U.S. allies' stance in its standoff with North Korea. South Korea's new president is a conservative. He says he wants to teach rude boy North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un some manners. Here's Yoon in a speech after being elected. I think this is a victory of the great people. Our competition is over for now. We have to join hands and unite into one for the people and the Republic of Korea. I am deeply grateful to all of you and the people who led a beginner to this point. Citing the illegal and unreasonable behavior of North Korea, Yoon vowed to act decisively but said the door to inter-Korean dialogue will remain open. North Korea's leader has advocated the country's missile program. Again, I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. 77 WABC Time Check 515. That's time for sports with Justin Ellick. Thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Four games locally last night, so let's begin with the Nets who showed out in Philly to the tune of a 129-100 win. They rallied behind new teammate Ben Simmons, who watched from the bench as boos from the Philly faithful rained down on the former Sixer all night long. A dominating start saw the Nets take a 72-51 lead into the locker room at halftime, and they wouldn't stop there as they'd go on to build a 32-point lead in one, at one point in the third quarter. The Nets will indulge in an intercity battle on Sunday when the Knicks roll into the Barclays Center. Now for some hockey, as all three local teams were on the ice last night, the Devils lose a tight one at home, 2-1 to one to the Jets, as they couldn't quite figure out Winnipeg goaltender Eric Pomery, who is nearly perfect on the night with 33 saves. New Jersey will finish out a four-game homestand tomorrow night when they welcome the Anaheim Ducks into Newark. The Islanders had a much easier skate at home against the Columbus Blue Jackets as they dominate from the st- from start to finish and bury the Jackets 6-0. Anders Lee notched his first career hat-trick. And tender Elias Sorokin gets credit for the shutout as the Isles will look to keep it going tonight when they get the Winnipeg Jets at home. Finally, back to some sloppy play on the ice as the Rangers lose convincingly 6-2 in St. Louis against the Blues. They've now lost two straight and will try and nip this mini skid in the butt come 
tomorrow night in Dallas against the Stars. And rejoice baseball fans, a day before the MLB lockout was set to reach the 100-day mark, MLB and the MLBPA reached a new CBA yesterday uh, yesterday afternoon to finally end the stalemate and give fans what they were hoping for in a full 162-game season that's set to begin on April 7th. For all the pain and suffering the 99-day lockout inflicted on us fans, we finally have baseball again, and for that, we are thankful. Let's play some ball. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Okay, thanks, Justin. Let's head over to the traffic desk with Joe Nolan. All right, again, good morning, Jeff. Good morning, everybody. And again, we continue to have these problems as you travel out onto Route 33 down in central New Jersey. This is in Howmore down the shore. All lanes are closed both ways. Right around the area of uh, Route 34, an accident with an overturned vehicle. And also down that way, northbound Route 9, Jake Brown Road, an accident. Now, that one is in the left lane. Now, if you're heading in from the island, shouldn't have too much of a problem, at least not right now, as you travel westbound. Early early bird gets the worm, that's for sure, on the Long Island Expressway. As you head westbound, getting through Nassau County, you're good. Right into Queens Boulevard. A little bit of a break check there. We're also looking at the same kind of thing as you travel out onto the inbound side of the Gowanus BQE. A little slow coming on up to the area of the Gowanus BQE. And again, that road construction there as well. On the Seaford Oyster Bay, though, southbound right at the LIE. A crash there in the left lane, Jersey Turnpike. Northbound, the Western Spur is shut down. Again, that overnight maintenance, stuff they do every single night. Uh, and uh, today it's the western spur of the turnpike. And again, limited service on the Morris and Essex line between South Orange and New York only. The Gladstone branch is still suspended. Damage from Monday's storm began cross-honoring. On the Raritan Valley line, the Montclair Booten Jersey Transit buses, private carriers, extra service on the Montclair Booten, and also 20-minute delays on the North Jersey coastline again with the ongoing track work. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Joe, and your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny skies today are highs 52, overnight the lows 43 with mostly cloudy skies. Rain begins, and tomorrow that rain changes over to a rain-snow mix. That'll happen late afternoon. Temperatures falling from a high of 49 to 36. A windy day as well on Saturday, gusts to 38 miles per hour, less than half an inch of precipitation. Right now, 40 degrees under mostly clear skies in Manhattan. Let's head over to Frank Morano with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial lost 112 points, the S&P 500 fell 18 points, and the Nasdaq dropped 126 points. Goldman Sachs says it is exiting Russia, becoming one of the first major global investment banks to do so after the Ukraine invasion. According to Bank of America analysts, Goldman was estimated to have $940 million in total exposure in Russia, or less than 10 basis points of its total assets. While New York-based Goldman is shuttering its operations in Russia, it still facilitates trades in debt securities tied to the nation. Social media users suggest that soaring fuel prices in the U.S. aren't the result of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, increased consumption, or supply chain issues. The flurry of Facebook and Twitter posts offer without evidence that a nefarious scheme is underway. President Biden's administration is intentionally driving up the price of gas to get more American drivers behind the wheel of an electric car. The newest theories show that Americans' obsession with conspiracy theories continues to play a huge role in how they interpret political decision-making, even during times of war. 
Speaking of electric cars, Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk has said corporate rules designed to guide ethical investing have been twisted to insanity and should be deleted if not fixed. Elon weighed into a debate on whether ethical rules should be updated to allow for investment in defensive weapons amidst Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Musk was criticizing ESG, a European Union-sponsored checklist of environmental, social, and governance criteria companies are supposed to keep in mind when making decisions about what to invest in. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back Sunday morning at 8 a.m. on the Cats Roundtable. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Frank. And uh, taking a look at your futures this morning, right now the Dow is up 134 points at 33,178. The S&P 500 up at 21 points at 4,269. The Nasdaq up 73 points. Crude oil right now, it's at $107.93 a barrel, and that's up $1.91. Gold actually down this morning, $4.50 at $1,995.90. It's the WABC Early News. 77 WABC Time Check 521. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. New York City Mayor Eric Adams has a new plan to give the economy in New York City's five boroughs a shot in the arm. It's called Rebuild, Renew, Reinvent. Adams announced a new plan to reboot economic activity in the five boroughs yesterday. He promised not to allow the city to stumble into the post-pandemic era. Speaking in the Bronx, Adams touted a new 63-page economic recovery plan to help New York City's economy recover from the viral pandemic. It's time we get our city back in order to a pre-pandemic pre employment place, especially in the hard-hit areas like tourism, hospitality, and our creative, creative economy. And this is what this blueprint and plan is going to do. The 70-point plan includes a massive tourism campaign, help for businesses to deal with city regulations, and the dramatic expansion of the city's life science industries to create jobs. A more pain at the gas pumps. The average price of a gallon of gas in at least 38 states is above $4 a gallon. As we reported earlier, inflation has jumped 7.9% over the past year, February to February, it's the sharpest hike since 1982. It does not, though, include the price increases due to the Russian-Ukraine war. Peter Schiff of Euro-Pacific Capital told ABC7 that not all of the problems are because of the conflict. The country is loaded up with debt. The federal government has a $30 trillion national debt funded with Treasury bills. Because the Fed has kept interest rates so low for so long, We've borrowed too much money. There could be relief on the way, though. Crude oil saw its biggest one-day percentage drop in nearly two years on Wednesday. The decline resulted from the United Arab Emirates calling on OPEC partners to ramp up production after the U.S., the U.K., and Australia banned Russian oil imports. The EU is under pressure to do so also. Some states, including Connecticut, are moving to temporarily suspend gas taxes. Well, no changes to New York City's high school admissions process for at least now. New York City Schools Chancellor David Bank says 
the Department of Education will not be making any changes at this time. Banks says it's the right move considering applications are due today. Banks told New York One. I do know that I was up against a very tight timeline right now where people needed a, a decision. And that's the reason why I made the decision I have. Banks says he plans on making changes in the future because the current process is too complicated. Under the current system, eighth grade students must apply to high school and rank 12 choices. A gruesome murder. An 83-year-old serial killer who identifies as a transgender is now indicted on a second-degree murder and other charges. Police say a woman's severed head was found in Harvey Marceline's apartment. The torso was found in a shopping cart dumped on a Brooklyn street. The victim is believed to be a woman, Susan Layden, reported missing on March 2nd. Marceline served two sentences in prison for killing two girlfriends in Manhattan and at that time identified as a man but now identifies as a transgender woman. NYPD Chief of Detectives Robert Boyce spoke to ABC7 about the case. I don't care how old he is. If it was compassionate release because of his age, he's still dangerous. The headless corpse was actually found on March 4th. Marceline is held without bail. Car thefts are up 94% in Manhattan so far this year. Channel 7 reports there have been 2,454 vehicular thefts since January 1st. The NYPD is also looking for a vandal who spray-painted parked cars with anti-Semitic graffiti on the Upper East Side last month. Police said the suspect began his spree at East 69th Street and 5th Avenue between 4.30 and 5.30 a.m. February 16th, spanning several blocks. Footage released Thursday morning shows him spraying something on a white SUV before walking off. The NYPD's hate crimes task force is investigating. Police say the suspect has short, dark hair and a thin build. Police say the suspect arrested in a hate-fueled hammer attack on an Asian man at a Manhattan train station is known as a repeat transit offender. The suspect, 48-year-old Christian Jeffers, has 47 prior arrests. He identifies as a woman. Here's Jeffers as cops picked her up. Christian, did you attack that man with a hammer? Did he attack me first? Did you attack him with a hammer? Did he push the transgender? What happened? He pushed me. Thank you. He says you assaulted him in the head with a hammer. Look at the video. The arrest happened about 2 p.m. Wednesday, about 17 hours after a 29-year-old man was attacked at the 14th Street 1, 2, and 3 subway station Tuesday. Jeffers facing a slew of charges, including assault, hate crimes, and possession of a weapon. Records show Jeffers was on supervised release from prison in June after serving six years on a robbery conviction. A 77 WABC time check, 527. Let's head over to the traffic desk with Joan Olin. All right, Deb, we continue to have ourselves problems down in central New Jersey on Route 33, right around the area of Route 34. All lanes are going to be shut down. Again, an overturned vehicle. Bad, bad accident here is in the process of being cleared up and out of the way. Now we get a new one. This one on the expressway on the LIE on the inbound side, right at Maurice Avenue. That's in the process of being cleared. Good news on the Seaford Oyster Bay, though, that earlier accident that was southbound. 
right by the Long Island Expressway has now been cleared. If you're traveling on the New Jersey Turnpike, the northbound Western Spur, again, that closure is there for the overnight road work. Same thing at the Battery Tunnel. Again, they've got uh, two-way traffic in the uh, Brooklyn-bound tube this morning. So, again, that'll just be for a little while longer as they clear that up. Now, New Jersey Transit trains still the same as you begin to travel on the Morris and Essex. Only running limited service between South Orange and New York Hoboken. There's no Gladstone brands this morning. Again, the storm damage from Monday morning. And again, cross-honoring elsewhere. New Jersey Transit Trains also reporting 20-minute delays on the North Jersey coastline. And alternate side of the street parking rules and regulations once again today are going to be in effect. So not a bad start. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Joe. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny skies today are high. 52 overnight, mostly cloudy skies, a low of 43 rain begins. And then tomorrow that rain will change over to a rain snow mix late afternoon with temperatures falling from a high of 49 to 36 degrees. A windy day Saturday with gusts to 38 miles per hour and less than half an inch of precipitation. Right now we have 40 degrees under mostly clear skies here in Manhattan. Well, golf great Tiger Woods actually broke down in tears as he was inducted by his 14-year-old daughter, Sam, into the World Golf Hall of Fame. Woods has won 82 PGA Tour titles and 15 major championships. He paid tribute to his parents and family in an emotional speech on Thursday night. Dad, who's not here, but who instilled in me this work ethic to fight for what I believe in, Chase after my dreams. Woods is a PGA Tour's most successful player of all time. 77 WABC time check, 530. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC early news. We'll be back shortly right after this. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC early news on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. It's the top five at 530. President Biden reportedly nixed the deal to send MiG-29 fighter jets to war-torn Ukraine due to fears of escalating tensions with Russia. Admissions from the Kremlin that the weight of sanctions is having a devastating toll on Russia's economy. Empire actor Jussie Smollett will serve prison time for concocting a fake racist attack to try and bolster his own career. A new poll finds ex-New York Governor Cuomo trailing New York's current governor by only four percentage points if Cuomo were to seek the Democratic Party's nomination. America's summer pastime is back. Major League Baseball and the Players Union have reached agreement on a new contract. Here's your top five at 530. Well, President Biden killed the Polish plan to transfer MiG-29 jets to war. The decision, despite desperate pleas from Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky and from lawmakers at home. Biden feels it would have escalated tensions with Russia as their war on Ukraine is in its third week. Utah Senator Mitt Romney commented on the situation. They say they need megs. People say, well, maybe that's not the ideal weapon for them. That's what they say they want. They're there. They have the eyes to determine what they want. They want migs. Get them the migs. 
Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby said Pentagon officials feel the warplanes would not improve Ukraine's defense posture. The U.S. also feels it would escalate the prospects of drawing NATO members, including the United States and Poland, into the war. The diplomatic blunder that began with a top European Union diplomat promising the jets to Ukraine ended when Poland suggested it would give the jets to the U.S. to deliver to Ukraine, and the U.S. said that was Poland's responsibility. The Kremlin now admits Russia's economy is in a state of shock due to heavy sanctions imposed by the United States and its allies because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The Russian government says efforts are being made to minimize the impacts on their economy. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said Russia is dealing with the economic problems that they are facing. I assure you. We will cope, we will absolutely cope, and we'll do everything not to depend on the West in any way, ever, in the areas of our life which are essential for our people. Russian President Vladimir Putin has said that economic sanctions on Russia are akin to a declaration of war. Sentencing for Empire actor Jesse Smollett. A Chicago judge, James Lynn, Thursday ordered Smollett to five months behind bars for concocting a scheme to fake a hate crime in an effort to bolster his own career. The actor screamed out in protest, I'm innocent. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this and I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that. Smollett was found guilty of five counts of felony disorderly conduct following his eight-day trial late last year. The judge sentenced Smollett to 30 months probation. He must also pay $120,000 to the city of Chicago and a $25,000 fine. Lynn called the actor a disgrace and said his performance during his trial, during which he testified on his own behalf, was pure perjury. Well, if ex-Governor Andrew Cuomo were to challenge New York Governor Kathy Hochul in New York's Democratic primary, a new poll finds him trailing her by just four percentage points. The poll done by Hill and Emerson College finds Governor Hochul with 37 percent support compared to Cuomo's 33 percent. Cuomo resigned late last August after a state attorney general report found he allegedly sexually harassed 11 women. He has not announced any future political endeavors, though. Here's Cuomo at an appearance at a Brooklyn church earlier this month. So I am blessed, my friends. I have many options in life, and I'm open to all of them. But on the question if I am at peace, no, I am not at peace. But by the way, I don't want to be at peace either. Without Cuomo in the mix, Governor Hochul leads all other gubernatorial hopefuls by 42 percent. Her closest challenger, Jamani Williams, with just 10 percent support. The poll also cited an increased distrust of the state attorney general's sexual harassment findings against Cuomo. It's play ball. They've got a new deal. Major League Baseball, team owners and the Players Union agreed to a new labor contract Thursday. The agreement ends a lockout that started December 2nd. Opening day set for April 7th, one week later than initially planned, and games will be made up. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred praised the new deal. I think the new agreement opens an opportunity that we can work with the players to make sure that we make good rule changes, that works for our fans, 
works for our players. Games will be made up by extending the regular season by a few days and by scheduling nine-inning doubleheaders rather than the seven-inning variety used in 2020 and 2021. Spring training camps are expected to open across Florida and Arizona this weekend with exhibitions starting next week. 77 WABC Time Check 538. Oh, just a little bit late for you, Joe. That's great. I love baseball. I can't wait for it to get Oh, back. me too. Thank goodness. Right. I think everybody's happy about that this morning. Yep, absolutely. And if you're on the Jersey Turnpike northbound, Western Spur, all lanes closed. That overnight maintenance, that continues now on the Seaford Oyster Bay. That earlier accident I've been telling you about, that's now gone. The LIE has been, that's been cleared up. And then on the expressway in the city at Maurice Avenue, the lower level, there is an accident in the right lane. So you want to get over to the left, and that's causing delays now. We're pretty much heavy, but moving back to the Grand Central Parkway. Inbound on the Gowanus BQE. We're slow from the prospect on up to the Brooklyn Bridge. A couple of issues in New Jersey down in uh, Monmouth County. Northbound Route 9 at Jake Brown Road. An accident in the left lane with that down traffic light. Also, Route 33 is closed in both directions. Right around Route 34. An accident with an overturned vehicle. Mass transit's pretty good in alternate side of the street. Parking rules and regulations are in effect. Don't forget, though, New Jersey Transit Trains. Still the Mars and Essex. Only running limited service between South Orange and New York Hoboken. The rest of it is suspended. Same thing on the Gladstone Branch. That from the storm damage of Monday. And on the North Jersey coastline, 20-minute delays. Again, that ongoing track work. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Joe. And Mm -hmm. your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny skies today. Our highs 52. Overnight, mostly cloudy. Rain begins the low 43. Then tomorrow, that rain will change over to a rain-snow mix late in the afternoon. Temperatures will fall from a high of 49 to 36. Wind gusts to 38 miles per hour. Less than a half of an inch of precipitation is forecast. Right now, 40 degrees, mostly clear skies here in Manhattan. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, the head of the U.S. Interior Department, Deb Holland, the first Native American cabinet secretary, is moving to strip the word squaw from mountains, rivers, lakes, and other geographic sites. She's solicited input from tribes on new names for those landmarks. The word squaw is used 600 on maps of federal lands and waterways. It's a term Native Americans regard as a racist and misogynistic slur. A task force created by the department will submit the new names for final approval from the board on geographic names. That's the federal body that standardizes American place names. The National Parks Service was ordered also to take similar steps. A South Carolina councilman is facing calls to resign. Greenville County Councilman Lynn Ballard wore a T-shirt featuring the Confederate flag at a community event for black and Hispanic kids last Friday. Ballard wore the shirt during an event for the nonprofit group Upstate Circle of Friends, which works to improve the lives of at-risk children, especially black and Hispanic youngsters. Ballard was photographed at the event next to the group's executive director, George Singleton, who is black, while wearing the shirt that read, used but not used up. Singleton says the councilman reached out to apologize, but he thinks Ballard should issue a public apology. Ballard told the New York Post he intends to address the T-shirt at a council meeting next Tuesday. Well, federal officials are extending the requirement for masks on planes and public transportation for one more month 
through mid-April, well, taking steps that could lead to lifting the rule altogether. The mask mandate was scheduled to expire on March 18th, but the Transportation Security Administration said Thursday that it would extend that requirement through April 18th. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki commented on the extended mandate. If we're in Washington, D.C. and we're in a green zone or a yellow zone, you can make a clear assessment. If you're moving from one zone to another and you're picking people up from one zone to another, it's a little bit different. And that requires some consultation, which is what they're going to endeavor to do between now and April 18th. The rule extends to planes, buses, trains and transit hubs. As of Thursday, more than 98 percent of the U.S. population is living in areas with low or medium COVID-19 case levels, meaning that the CDC no longer recommends face masks in public indoor settings. Well, Russia's bombing of multiple hospitals in Ukraine has caused worldwide condemnation. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky Wednesday night called Russia's attacks on hospitals a war crime. He also shamed Western nations for not doing more to help Ukraine. The bombing of a maternity and children's hospital in the southern city of Mariupol killed three people and injured 17. The city is now encircled by Russian forces. Despite ongoing attacks by Russia, Ukrainian President Zelensky said 35,000 Ukrainians were evacuated through three humanitarian corridors. Today we will do everything to continue the functioning of humanitarian corridors. But if there is at least one shot fired, full responsibility lies with the invaders. UNICEF says an estimated 2.3 million people have fled Ukraine, including one million children. Most refugees have fled to neighboring countries of Poland, Hungary, Slovakia, Moldova and Romania. The Office of the U.N. High Commissioner for Human Rights estimates that 71 children have died and 100 have been injured due to Russia's war on Ukraine. Russia's President Vladimir Putin is said to be furious with his military and intelligence officials as the war on Ukraine enters its third week now. The head of Ukraine's Security Council, Oleski Danilov, says Putin fired eight Russian generals because of heavy losses for Russian forces on the battlefield. Putin is also enraged with leaders of his SFB security service for telling him Ukraine was weak and would surrender easily if attacked. The war on Ukraine entering its third week now. Well, South Korea has elected a new president. The election of incoming President Yoon Suk-yeol may significantly change the key U.S. allies' stance in its standoff with North Korea. South Korea's new president is a conservative. He says he wants to teach rude boy North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un some manners. Here's Yoon in a speech after being elected. I think this is a victory of the great people. Our competition is over for now. We have to join hands and unite into one for the people and the Republic of Korea. I am deeply grateful to all of you and the people who led a beginner to this point. And citing the illegal and unreasonable behavior of North Korea, Yoon vowed to act decisively but said the door to inter-Korean dialogue will remain open. North Korea's leader has advocated the country's missile program. 
Again, I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. 77 WABC Time Chat 545, and that's time to head over to the sports desk with Justin Ellick. Thanks, Deb. It is time for sports, and I am Justin Ellick here with your Early News Sports Update. Four games locally last night, so let's begin with the Nets, who showed out in Philly to the tune of a 129-100 win. They rallied behind new teammate Ben Simmons, who watched from the bench as boos from the Philly faithful rained down on the former Sixer all night long. A dominating start saw the Nets take a 72-51 to lead into the locker room at halftime. And they wouldn't stop there as they'd go on to build a 32-point lead at one point in the third quarter. The Nets will indulge in an intercity battle on Sunday when the Knicks roll into the Barclays Center. Now for some hockey, as all three local teams were on the ice last night, the Devils lose a tight one at home 2-1 to to the Jets. They couldn't quite figure out Winnipeg goaltender Eric Comrie, who was nearly perfect on the night with 33 saves. New Jersey will finish out a four-game homestand tomorrow night when they welcome the Anaheim Ducks into Newark. The Islanders had a much easier skate at home against the Columbus Blue Jackets as they dominate from start to finish and bury the Jackets 6 to nothing. Anders Lee notches his first career hat-trick, and tender Elias Sorokin gets credit for the shutout as the Isles will look to keep it going tonight when they get the Winnipeg Jets at home. Finally, back to some sloppy play on the ice as the Rangers lose convincingly 6-2 to in St. Louis against the Blues. They've now lost two straight and will try and nip this mini skid in the butt come tomorrow night in Dallas against the Stars. And rejoice, baseball fans. A day before the MLB lockout was set to reach the triple-digit mark, MLB and the MLBPA reached a new CBA yesterday afternoon to finally end the stalemate and give fans what they were hoping for in a full 162-game season. That's set to begin on April 7th. For all the pain and suffering the 99-day lockout inflicted on us fans, we finally have baseball again, and for that, we are thankful. Let's play some ball. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, Justin's happy that MLB is back, and let's head to traffic with Joe Nolan. Well, you're on the Long Island Expressway, Deb. Again, we've got ourselves issues as you travel inbound at Maurice Avenue. Again, on that lower level, there is an accident in the right lane. You want to get way on over to the left. As you come on up to that, you're heavy but moving, and it's building quickly now on the Expressway westbound from just about the Grand Central Parkway right through to Maurice Avenue. Now, if you're traveling out onto the inbound Gowanus BQE, that also building very quickly as you come away from the Prospect right on up to the Brooklyn Bridge. Extra heavy and slow traffic. Now, in New Jersey, a lot of this is going to be in Monmouth and Middlesex counties on the northbound side of Route 9. Jake Brown Road, that accident in the left lane. There's a down traffic light with that one. Both ways, Route 33, all lanes are closed right around Route 34, an accident with an overturned vehicle. And then on the Garden State Parkway, they're reporting at exit 127. The off-ramp there, the right shoulder going to be blocked, that with a crash. Now, if you're on the western spur of the Jersey Turnpike, that overnight road work is still there. Won't be too much longer before they get that out of the way. And again, the Morris and Essex running only that limited service again today. There's no Gladstone branch. The storm damage from Monday was very extensive and 20-minute delays on the North Jersey coastline as they continue to work on the tracks there and alternate side is in effect. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Joe. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny skies today are high up to 52. Overnight, mostly cloudy skies with some rain, the low down to 43. Tomorrow, that rain will change over to a rain-snow mix. That'll happen late in the afternoon, with temperatures falling from a high of 49 to 36. A windy day Saturday, gusts to 38 miles per hour, less than half an inch of precipitation. Right now, 40 degrees, mostly clear skies here in Manhattan. Frank Morano has your business report. 
I'm Frank Morano with your business report. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial lost 112 points, the S&P 500 fell 18 points, and the Nasdaq dropped 126 points. Goldman Sachs says it is exiting Russia, becoming one of the first major global investment banks to do so after the Ukraine invasion. According to Bank of America analysts, Goldman was estimated to have $940 million in total exposure in Russia, or less than 10 basis points of its total assets. While New York-based Goldman is shuttering its operations in Russia, it still facilitates trades in debt securities tied to the nation. Social media users suggest that Soaring fuel prices in the U.S. aren't the result of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, increased consumption, or supply chain issues. The flurry of Facebook and Twitter posts offer without evidence that a nefarious scheme is underway. President Biden's administration is intentionally driving up the price of gas to get more American drivers behind the wheel of an electric car. The newest theories show that Americans' obsession with conspiracy theories continues to play a huge role in how they interpret political decision-making even during times of war. Speaking of electric cars, Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk has said corporate rules designed to guide ethical investing have been twisted to insanity and should be deleted if not fixed. Elon weighed into a debate on whether ethical rules should be updated to allow for investment in defensive weapons amidst Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Musk was criticizing ESG, a European Union-sponsored checklist of environmental, social, and governance criteria companies are supposed to keep in mind when making decisions about what to invest in. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back Sunday morning at 8 a.m. on the Cats Roundtable. Have a great weekend. All right, thanks, Frank. And uh, taking a look at futures this morning, the Dow right now is up 119 points at 33,163. The S&P's risen 19 and a quarter points. The Nasdaq and the Green, too, 72 and three quarter points. Gold in the red right now down $2.70 an ounce at $1,997.80. Crude oil in the green, it's up $3.67 a barrel right now at $109.60. The WABC Early News. And good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Time check 552. New York City Mayor Eric Adams has a new plan to give the economy in New York City's five boroughs a shot in the arm. It's called Rebuild, Renew, Reinvent. Adams announced a new plan to reboot economic activity in the five boroughs Thursday. He promised not to allow the city to stumble into the post-pandemic era. Speaking in the Bronx, Adams touted a new 63-page economic recovery plan to help New York City's economy recover from the viral pandemic. It's time we get our city back in order to a pre-pandemic pre employment place, especially in the hard-hit areas like tourism, hospitality, and our creative, creative economy. And this is what this blueprint and plan is going to do. The 70-point plan includes a massive tourism campaign, help for businesses to deal with city regulations and the dramatic expansion of the city's life science industries to create jobs. A more pain at the pumps, the average price of a gallon of gas in at least 38 states is above $4 a gallon. 
As we reported earlier, inflation has jumped 7.9% over the past year, February to February. It's the sharpest hike since 1982. It does not include the price increases due to the Russian-Ukraine war. Peter Schiff of Europe Pacific Capital told ABC7 that not all of the problems are because of the conflict. The country is loaded up with debt. The federal government has a $30 trillion national debt funded with Treasury bills. Because the Fed has kept interest rates so low for so long, we've borrowed too much money. There could be relief on the way, though. Crude oil saw its biggest one-day percentage drop in nearly two years on Wednesday. The decline resulted from the United Arab Emirates calling on OPEC partners to ramp up production after the U.S., U.K., and Australia banned Russian oil imports. The EU is under pressure to do so also. And some states, including Connecticut, are moving to temporarily suspend gas taxes. No new changes to New York City's high school admissions process for now. New York City Schools Chancellor David Bank says the Department of Education will not be making any changes at this time. Bank says it's the right move considering applications are due today. Banks told New York One. I do know that I was up against a very tight timeline right now where people needed a, a decision. And that's the reason why I made the decision I have. Banks says he plans on making changes in the future because the current process is simply too complicated. Under the current system, eighth grade students must apply to high school and rank 12 choices. A gruesome murder, an 83-year-old serial killer who identifies now as a transgender is indicted on a second-degree murder and other charges. Police say a woman's severed head was found in Harvey Marceline's apartment. The torso was found in a shopping cart dumped on a Brooklyn street. The victim is believed to be a woman, Susan Leiden, reported missing March 2nd. Marceline served two sentences in prison for killing two girlfriends in Manhattan. And at that time, he identified as a man, but now identifies as a transgender woman. NYPD, NYPD rather, Chief of Detectives is Robert Boyce. He spoke to ABC7 about the case. I don't care how old he is. I, if it was a compassionate release because of his age, he's still dangerous. The headless corpse was actually found on March 4th. Marceline is currently held without bail. Well, car thefts are up 94% in Manhattan so far this year. Channel 7 reports there have been 2,454 vehicular thefts since January 1. The NYPD also looking for a vandal who spray-painted parked cars with anti-Semitic graffiti on the Upper East Side last month. Police said the suspect began his spree at East 69th Street and 5th Avenue between 4.30 and 5.30 a.m. February 16th, spanning several blocks. Footage released Thursday morning shows him spraying something on a white SUV before walking off. The NYPD Hate Crimes Task Force is investigating. Police say the suspect has short, dark hair and a thin build. Police say the suspect arrested in a hate-fueled hammer attack on an Asian man at a Manhattan train station is known as a repeat transit offender. The suspect, 48-year-old Christian Jeffers, has 47 prior arrests. He identifies as a woman. Here's Jeffers as the cops picked her up. Christian, did you attack that man with a hammer? Did he attack me first? Did you attack him with a hammer? 
Did he push the transgender? What happened? He pushed me. Thank you. He says you assaulted him in the head with a hammer. Look at the video. The arrest happened about 2 p.m. Wednesday, about 17 hours after a 29-year-old man was attacked at the 14th Street, 1, 2, and 3 subway station Tuesday. Jeffers faces a slew of charges, including assault, hate crimes, and possession of a weapon. Records show Jeffers was on supervised release from prison in June after serving six years on a robbery conviction. 77 WABC Time Check 557. Joe Nolan has traffic and transit. All right, Deb, coming inbound on the Long Island Expressway now. Quite heavy and slow. Casino Boulevard all the way in through Queens Boulevard, then heading into Maurice Avenue. Again, on that lower level, there was an accident in the right lane. You want to get over to the left as you come on up to that. Also, delays starting to build a little bit coming inbound on the Grand Central. Not really terrible, just a brake check here and there. Inbound on the Gowanus BQE. We are slow, though, now from the Prospect to the Brooklyn Bridge, but it isn't that jammed in stuff, at least not yet. Northbound Route 9, Central New Jersey, Jake Brown Road, accident left lane. There's a down traffic light. Also down there on Route 33 in both directions. All lanes are closed right by Route 34. An accident with a rollover. Garden State Parkway now northbound getting off at 127. There is an accident on that off-ramp that is still in the process of being cleared up and out of the way. Good news on the Jersey Turnpike. The Western Spur has been reopened. The overnight maintenance is completed. New Jersey Transit Trains, Morris and Essex Lines running limited service again this morning on the Morris and Essex. No Gladstone Branch. Again, that storm damage from Monday. They are cross-honoring. Jersey Transit also with 20-minute delays on the North Jersey coastline. Metro North, Long Island Railroad, everybody else running right on or close to schedule. And alternate side of the street parking rules are in effect. Have a good day, Deb. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic Talk Radio 77 WABC. You too, Joe. Have a great weekend. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny today. Our highs 52. Rain begins overnight. The low 43. Rain changes over to a rain-snow mix tomorrow with temperatures falling to 36. Right now, 40 degrees. Mostly clear skies in Manhattan. We're working our way to Bernie and Sid in the morning. Coming up at 6, they've got a great lineup. Stay with us. Be back for the early news Monday at 5. Have a great weekend.